welcome to season two of Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled Bad Decision Bears, Another Brick in the Wall. We discuss bad choices surrounding our education and employment. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back to season two, episode 23 of Outside Voice Inside. I am your co host, Sandilano. And I am the other half, <laughs> Tam Joyner. Yes, there's a, there's been a lot going on since our hiatus. I've had COVID. I've had uh, my ceiling almost caved in my apartment. I'm slightly exaggerating. <laughs> like, look, slightly. 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 Uh, I've moved. Uh, and I'm still alive to do season two. What about you? Oh what have you been doing on our hiatus? I've been on TikTok too long because when you said I'm still alive, I was thinking, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. <laughs> It's a I have never seen or heard this. Okay, I will have to win. This is over. I'll have to send it to you. Um, over here, I honestly have just been working. Like the biggest thing that's happened to me in, during a hiatus is I started going to therapy. So, yay, that, you know, yay for me. Um, but as, outside of that, I've just been, you know, I have been going out more hanging out with my friends, but um, I haven't really been doing much. I kind of been keeping a low profile, which is okay with me because I felt like I needed to slow it down. So I'm good. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, We've made some changes too. We have a new logo. Please check it out. Give feedback if you like. And we have changed the the name of our current uh, events segment. It used to be what had happened was, but because we are still living in a pandemic, another one started, um, global warming is still kicking our ass, you know, the world is a ghetto. Yeah. And that is now what our new segment will be called. The world is a ghetto. And for those but of before you, we jump- I was going to say, for those of you who've never heard that song, please go listen to the song, The World is a Ghetto. <laughs> But before we jump into that, we need to get into what we've been listening to, what's been in our speaker box um, this past week. So I'll let you go first, Tamara. Okay. So I have also been off duty of my um, music podcast, so I have not listened to anything new, really. Um, But I actually went on a road trip to Savannah and I was not the person with the aux cord. So mm-hmm. um, my um, coworker was the DJ and she took requests and we went through a various genres of music, but on the way home, we got stuck on country. Um, if anybody knows me well, they know that I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. Uh, last time I went to go see Beyonce on the run two, I wore a Johnny Cash t-shirt to the concert. Um, so I listened to Johnny Cash, A Ring of Fire, 
And if you don't, you all know the song. It burns, burns, burns like a ring of fire. Everybody knows Ring of Fire. Um, um, another country music person that I love, Patsy Klein. Um, she has a song called Walking After Midnight. I listened to that. And then I, the Dixie Chicks, which are now the Chicks, um, <laughs> had an album that I own. And it, I knew it from front to back. I think there was an album called Home. And um, my favorite song on that album is called White Trash Wedding. It's very much uh, bluegrass with a banjo and a mandolin. And they it's high speed. It's like a high speed chase. But um, it's really and truly a white trash wedding. There's a baby, a pregnant bride. Um, no ring because the man can't afford it. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, mama don't <laughs> right. Mama don't approve, but Daddy said it's the best you're gonna get. Like it's whatever. So, it, but it's a pretty funny song. But it's one of my favorite songs by the Chicks. I'm gonna stop calling them the Dixie Chicks. Call them the Chicks, like their new name. But yeah, so I've been listening to country music this week. It's awesome. I don't think that we have mentioned country music at all in any of our episodes. So, you know. We're very diverse listeners. Uh, as for me, I've been listening to Golden Hour by Jake. The crazy thing is, the Aquarius sent me this song, just randomly sent it to me. And I was like, this song is fucking amazing. He's like he playing the Jake? piano. Yeah. Okay. Jake. But he spells it J-V-K-E. And I was like, another one of these artists spelling things weird, but there's actually a reason he did it. His uh, album was called Upside Down. So the V is an upside down A. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. His name is Jake in real life, too. Okay. Okay. So I'll take that. If you haven't heard it, please go listen to it. Um, for anybody who's like regularly on TikTok, you may have seen this video he put up where he was like, I'm playing a song for my my old piano teacher. And this was her reaction. And she starts crying. It's a great fucking song. Like, please go listen to it. Um, I, w- I was listening to that on repeat. And <laughs> this title sounds like it's a hip hop song or R&B song, but it's not. It's more jazzy. Price went up. It's by this artist called Cassowary, spelled C-A-S-S-O-W-A-R-Y. But it has like a jazz vibe to it. It's dope as fuck too. Like you could put it on repeat. So that's what I've been li- I've been listening to mellow shit really like I had to pause on my hip hop for a minute because it was making me a little too angsty. So you said that's angry. Where I thought you were going to say angry, not angsty. <laughs> you know, they're kind of aligned, <laughs> kind of. But that's what we've been listening to. Um, as stated earlier, we changed our our new segment to uh, "The World Is a Ghetto." It is. Because of how traumatic everything is every fucking second that we are here on this godforsaken planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes we like to keep it light. However, uh, we do we do bring good news to 
Tamara, yes. I'll let you go first. We bring good news. Um, this week's news is good for those uh, women who may live in the state of Texas. Um, new Mexico's governor commits $10 million to building a new abortion clinic near the Texas border. Um, that, first of all, let me say that the governor of New Mexico is a woman. Um, she signed an executive order on Wednesday committing $10 million, $10 million to build a reproductive health care clinic. So it's not just going to focus on abortions, but overall health care of women and uh, pregnancy health care. And it's going to be located just northwest of El Paso, Texas. So it's literally going to be across the state line because Texas has some of the most restrictive um, abortion laws as of now and preventative ways for... They, they just are basically Texas trying to force everybody to have babies that they don't want or that may kill them because of you know complications in their pregnancies. So... Um, also, does this population need to grow anymore? I mean, but and she also has uh, put in place that when and if people try to ingest, investigate women who terminate their pregnancies, that the mm -hmm. people that work in New Mexico do not have to participate participate in those investigations. So she's doing, the, she's doing good for the women. Uh, all across the country, but she's definitely very much thinking about her neighbors in the uh, next door in Texas to help those women out. A uh, tremendous deal. So yay for the governor of New Mexico. Let me get, let me say her name so everybody knows her name. Please, Michelle Michelle Lejohn Grisham. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Do something that includes people. Instead yeah. of leaving motherfuckers out. Speaking of including people, you know, all these rich motherfuckers then got bailed out during the pandemic. These motherfuckers did not need that money. Nevertheless, they were given it. And they're all up in arms now that President Biden, not Mr. Biden, I listen, this is a sidebar. I'm so sick of news outlets intentionally calling him Mr. Biden or Joe Biden. Like, y'all don't have to be disrespectful. Even when Trump was president, I still addressed him as President Trump because that's what he was at the time. But some of these news outlets be real motherfucking messy yep. and disrespectful being like Mr. Biden. Get it the fuck together. Anyway, let me get back on track. President Biden has decided to issue loan forgiveness in the amount of $10,000 for people who make $125,000 or less. Yes. It is a drop in the bucket. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I have a lot of student loans and I, I barely have my bachelor's. I'll have it like next year. So... Would I appreciate more? Fuck yeah. But I'm going to take this 10000 Because also, for all of you who didn't know, you get 20000 if you receive Pell Grants, which I did. So I'm going to take that shit too. It right. does put a nice dent in mine. Because mm -hmm. I haven't reached the $100,000 mark yet. 
But, um, you know, maybe I'll be able to buy a house now because my debt to income ratio will change a teach. So shout out to President Biden for that. There's also something else, and Tamara can speak to this a little better than I can because of the field that she works in. But what is it, Tamara, that um, people have to fill out this application by December for? Okay. So um, for those who don't know, a part of my day job is financial aid. So we get a lot of information kind of from the horse's mouth from the federal government about things with the loan forgiveness. Um, For those of you who are watching or listening and you don't know if you got a Pell Grant, you can go to uh, studentloan.gov. And um, if you haven't been on that site for a long time because you haven't got any student loans, you can create a profile and you can look up your Pell Grant history. So if you're unsure, there's a way for you to check so you can make sure you get the 20 and not the 10. So that's that's that. But um, there's a loan forgiveness program that's a I, I think it's called public service loan forgiveness. Basically, if you work in public service and you make consistent payments over a, a certain amount of years, they forgive the rest of your loans. If I remember correctly, previously it was 20 years. But Mm -hmm. I think they have reduced it to 10. And um, what a public service job looks like is that, let's say you were a firefighter or a police officer or you work for a nonprofit. If you are educating, you work in social work, those types of things, Mm -hmm. those are the types of jobs that um, you can fill it out. And it'll um, when you start to fill it out, it takes you through a couple of qualifiers. And then if you pass those qualifiers and you need to fill out the application, um, a lot of people were rejected previously from the program. And because of the revamping of the program, they're encouraging people to reapply because now you may actually qualify for it. So I say try it. I mean, the more thing mm-hmm. say is no. Try to see if you can get... Um, you know, get the loan forgiveness because what it does is that if you have consistently made those payments um, prior to the pause and now you qualify, then that means they may be able to, you may be able to get them, let's say, forgiven in the next, like you only had two more years on the 10. Let's say you've been doing it for eight and you got two. So after two years, then the rest goes away. So listen, get that money if you can. (laughs) That's okay. Do it if you can. I, I I understand that in some capacity, we are all contributing to capitalism, but in the event that we can uh, benefit from socialism, do please do so, please. Yeah, because the don't government be those people that don't take it. No, like don't be an idiot. Okay, don't be an idiot. This what? Yes, the credit system is some bullshit. We all can confirm this. However, this is the world that we live in. So if we can reduce the amount of credit that we, you know, the amount of money that we owe, by all means, do yourself that favor. Right. Don't be an idiot. Moving on. Yes. This, you know, this episode is called Bad Decision Bears. Another brick in the wall. And we are talking about me and Tamara's poor decisions regarding education and employment. However, 
it was pulled to play on words from bad idea bears that was part of avenue q and if you're not familiar with that google or go directly to youtube and type in bad idea bears avenue q and you will get to see some of the funniest shit ever (laughs) with muppets puppets the shit's hilarious i don't know if me and tamra are gonna be that funny you know, but we're we're more or less showing our humanity that we be fucking up to. And that's what the whole month of September. Me and Tamara's fuck-ups in life. <laughs> I know some of you guys would love to hear about our fuck-ups. It's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. You know, especially all those people who are like, oh, these bitches think they're perfect. No, we're not. And now you will you will get to hear this. So, you know, some of my poor education choices, and I'm seriously not trying to play a race card here, but it has been because I'm a black person. Like, how else am I going to go to school other than to take out student loans? And nothing infuriates me more than people who are just like, well, if you can't afford to pay it back then you should have taken out. First of all, most companies aren't, e- they won't even hire you to be an office manager, which you do not need a degree to know how to do, or a front desk person without a bachelor's degree. Yep. I have a child to fucking take care of. And even though I have 30 years of experience accounting and finance, I am still making 40 to 60% less than my peers in the position that I currently have because I do not have my degree. So, you know, I've made some poor financial decisions. If we're, if we're looking at, okay, people with good financial health wouldn't do this Mm -hmm. but it's in an effort to stay alive as most people have right Mm -hmm. Tara you you work in an environment where people are taking out loans to go to school and where you work it's fucking expensive I mean the massive amount of student loan debt I mean I can I'm not ashamed because I I have I will sit here I have three degrees but I also am over a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Like I, I have those three degrees. And look, if we gonna keep it all the way funky, the third one was free. So, um, <laughs> so I with tell that, y'all how much school is? Yeah. So with that being said, a lot of times there are positions that, and sometimes they require you to have certain things. And I'd be like, I don't even understand why that's a requirement. Like. I, if I'm not be some jobs trained monkeys can do, and they don't have degrees, yes. but they require people to have these degrees. And a lot of times, I you know I'm older, maybe older than some of the people that may be listening to this. But we were sold the dream that college was the next step in our evolution as a person to go out and have this grand career, and that's fine. And if we really want to talk about bad decisions in in education. 
let, look, let's talk about what I majored in in college. Let's let's start there. <laughs> um, when I went to college, well, let's go back to high school. When I, um, my dream in high school, this set the tone for me. My dream in high school was I wanted to be the lead physical therapist for the Los Angeles Lakers. That was my dream job when I was in high school. Okay, so Yes, everybody's probably like, bitch, what? Um, I took extra classes. I took classes on physical training and therapy and learned how to wrap funky feet after school with athletes because (laughs) that's what I wanted to do. Um, I went to college. I was pre-physical therapy when I went to college my freshman year. A lot of people don't know that. But I was pre-physical therapy and I went to college and my parents weren't around and there were boys and there was liquor. And I was supposed to take biology my first semester and I took biology. But because of lack of guidance, nobody told me that taking six classes as a a first semester freshman was a bad idea. Jesus Christ. So guess who failed biology? (laughs) Now, because I failed biology... I had to pass biology and to stay on track in the physical therapy program, I needed to take anatomy my second semester. Well, I failed biology, so I can't take anatomy. So I'm already a half a year behind because I failed one class. I failed my um I failed my biology class. I didn't know nothing about withdrawing from no classes. I knew nothing. Nobody told me anything. I called my mama. I said I'm changing my major. My mama said, what you changing your major to? I looked at, well, I got an A in psychology, so I'm changing my major to psychology. So I changed my mm-hmm. major to psychology. Now, any of you that are encouraging your children to get a degree in psychology, please let them know that once they have a bachelor's, it ain't shit they can do with it. They need to go to grad school. <laughs> so I had to put myself in some more debt to make the first degree <laughs> that I got useful. It's a setup. Like it's 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 clearly a setup. So you know, bad education decisions lead to more debt, leads you to take mm-hmm. jobs that you don't really want. It's just a, a whole. It was when I graduated from college, I didn't go to grad school immediately. I was working in the mall. I was a, a retail manager at the mall. So and you know, the look what seven dollars and twenty five cent an hour is that is that the minimum wage now? <laughs> like. It makes me cry inside yeah, when I hear it. I wasn't, I wasn't making no money. I was living with my parents. I was miserable. I was miserable. But this is this is based on all of these things, decisions that I made that at the time, you know, I'm I have been talking to my friends because they have kids that are about to graduate from high school. And mm-hmm. we I have all we all went to college together. So we know what it is about uh, college debt and things that we didn't know that we didn't really figure out about ourselves until later. And my friend is actually can, um, encouraging her son to take a gap year because she feels like he needs to figure some shit out before mm-hmm. they spend money to, you know, to send him off to college. Now they live in North Carolina. And I think that in the state of North Carolina, she said like community college is free. So that's, awesome. that's option that if he wants to start that he can do community college but she's they're not even pushing that on him they're just like want him to kind of figure out what it is that he feels like he wants to do before mm-hmm. they you know, put any push behind him 
So, I mean, I think that we who have kids who are coming up have learned that, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the dream we were sold. Like, send your kids to trade school. Damn, we need plumbers and HVAC people. God damn. We need some handy Something. (laughs) I have to... I have to interject here because I think the the informing our children of their choices yes. and supporting what they want to do will stop them from making a lot of bad decisions because a lot of people don't know this, but my sister and I started um, cosmetology school when we were 14 and 15. And so <clears throat> my sister went on to complete her education. She got her cosmetology license and everything. Um, I went to school. I got all my theory. Um, I did not get all my floor hours. And it was because I went to this school called Alameda Beauty College, ABC. And they had terrible ventilation there. Every time I would walk in the building on site, my face would break out in this you ever seen babies with heat rash? Yeah. That's how my face would look every single day I went to school. I still went because my father was not about that life. Like, I paid for you to go, you're going to go. So regardless of me having an allergic reaction, this nigga still made me go. And I just, we found out the ventilation was so terrible, which says a lot because you're working with chemicals. Chemicals. That's what I was going to say. You're working with chemicals. So- Yes. So we had the whole, the full package, cosmetology package. We learned how to do hair. We learned how to do nails and we had an esthetician side too. So I really am a Jane of all trades. Right. I just did. I never got my um, cosmetology license, but my sister did. She's legit. One of the best hairstylists. She can, I feel like she can cut hair with her eyes closed. And I think what makes her so good is she's actually an artist. Like she draws. But my father was of the frame of mind that we did not need college because he didn't go to college and he got a good job. So college was a waste of time and money. We didn't need to do that. Very antiquated way of thinking. People did not believe me when I say this. They thought I was making it up. I am truly the person who went over the hill and got shot with a bunch of fucking arrows to learn about all the things in education that you can and cannot do. So none of my friends in my 20s, not one, and I had a lot of associates and friends in my 20s, knew that you cannot get student loans if you are 24 years or younger without your parents signing off on it. I found this out the hard way because I legit have gotten accepted into every school I've ever applied to. I have tested out of all of the beginner courses, your general courses. I test out of them. Um, I started at Chabot college in um hayward california i was gonna become a psychologist tamra i quit because i had three jobs and i was going to school there was no i couldn't do it i couldn't i went to school for a couple months and i dropped out this was in 1997 i didn't get to 
go back to school. I moved to Georgia, 2001. Mm-hmm. And all my friends at the time were going to HBCUs. They were either at Clark, Morehouse. Or I said, I'm saying my friends in Georgia. Clark, Morehouse, or um, Spelman. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Georgia State. I got accepted. I tested out of all my general courses. I decided I was going to do journalism. Because I also write. I've been writing since I was a kid. Everything was set up, good to go. And they were like, so your financial aid, um, we need your parents' tax records. And this is when I found out that I could not go to school until I was 24. Until I turned 24. I wasn't emancipated from my parents. I moved out when I was 16. Um, and my parents, I never emancipated myself. Therefore I could not attend to 24 because my dad refused to submit his tax records. He didn't want me to know how much money he made. I wouldn't, I'm going to say this. You had a bad, you had a bad admissions counselor also. And the reason I say this is because a lot of times we know that students have bad relationships with their parents and their parents won't give them their tax records like your dad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a form you could have filled out. And I'm only, cause I only know this cause I've been working in it that yeah. you show that you have been taking care of yourself and your parents had not been footing the bill for you. And it would have made you an independent. It would have shown that you were an independent, but it was, it was, it's a series of paperwork that you have to do to prove it. And that's right. why I said, bad admissions counselor because if they if they had really pushed they could have done that for you i had not one bad admissions counselor but two because i also (laughs) i was like well fuck it i'm gonna go to a trade school maybe they'll let me in i tested really high um actually i got there was a test you had to take i can't remember what school this was it was like debris i was gonna i I know a lot about computers. So I was like, I'm going to learn C++ network administration because I already tinkered with computers anyway. I took their test mm-hmm. to get in and they were like, you you have the best scores we have seen in a long time. Like you literally got nothing wrong. Here's how much it is to do this entire program. It was actually quite affordable. Again, your parents have to submit their tax records. Yeah. My dad this time was like, do not ask again. I'm never giving you my tax records. So this led to my, you know, back then, a lot of people talk shit about going to school online because they thought it was inferior to brick and mortar schools. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Like, in reality, some of them still do feel that way, son. Some people do because, and I see this when people ask me, so what school did you go to? Or a lot of people assumed that I went to Spelman or Clark because during my 20s, literally all my friends went to Spelman or Clark or more. Mm-hmm. So they assumed I went there too. To this day, people still think that I graduated from one of those colleges. I did not. I couldn't have gotten into those schools even if I wanted to. And this was why. So Mm -hmm. I went to school online and it was my only option 
um, because I worked full time. I didn't have the luxury of going to school without having to work because my parents were supporting me. I had to work full time, so I had to figure it out. So every time I have been in school, it has been full time while I work full time. Right. It's difficult. And don't let anyone tell you that going to school online is easy. It is fucking not. The coursework is extensive. I got homework due right now. <laughs> it's it's tons of reading. Yep. And they make you do it online. I'm literally on my computer all day for my job. And then I have to get back on my computer all night. That's neither here nor there. And here's the thing about like online schools. But the thing is that with with taking school taking classes online, universities started to realize that they were missing a whole chunk of the population because they weren't utilizing the e-learning platform. Let me say yes. So that's just like what now you at University of Arizona? Like I am now. Yeah. Um, my first degree I got from University of Phoenix. Right. So so what I'm saying is that like I went to a conference and I had someone do a presentation about their e-learning um, or their online student orientation. It was a uh, Penn State has a, a what they call, I think it's like the global campus. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like this presentation was amazing. And I was like, oh my God, this is because like um, University of Maryland has a global campus. So now Mm -hmm. it's it's something that's very normal for people to take classes. It's very normal now because people have lives. And it just, Mm -hmm. and so what what people may have thought was a bad decision in the past is actually Mm -hmm. a better option for most working adults. So and, and that's yes. and that's the audience that universities have been missing for years is that working adult population who want to go to college like mm-hmm. and so now you have online um, populations that are larger than the on ground populations. Yeah, it's you know some people might look at it like you you're paying so much for school because it is expensive. Um, each of my classes, just my class, we're not talking about materials, um, or the, the, um, online edu- the online material fees. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about the class itself is over $1,500. Girl, I'm not even going to tell you, 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 look, that's expensive. That ain't nothing. You ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> what did he say? King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I mean, regardless of whether yeah. you paid more or someone yeah. else paid less, it's yeah. still it's money I have to pay back. Yeah. And student loans, a lot of people consider student loans to be bad decisions because of the interest that compiles on top of it. Like, you get all these these um, suggestions to pay your interest while you're in school, but that's kind of hard because not only am I a full time student and a full time employee, I'm a full time custodial parent. Right. So you want me to take money out of my kids' mouth while I'm still in school 
to pay for this schooling when I have the option to wait until I'm done. I'm going to wait till I'm done. And then I'm going to try to figure out how to push that off a little more. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say this and, and some people may, may not agree, but I, I said this before the 20,000, 10,000 from president Biden, but if you get rid of my interest, mm-hmm. it's, a feasible, it's feasible for me to pay off my, um, it would I would be able to pay off my student loans without your ten thousand, your twenty thousand. Get rid of the interest. Get, clear out all 40, the interest. Forty six percent of what I owe is my student loans is interest. You guys, forty six percent. That means almost half of what I owe in student loans, the government is stealing from me. Here's the thing. I am. I said I was over a hundred thousand dollars. If I was going on principle, what I borrowed, I would be under a hundred thousand dollars. The rest of that is all interest. Yes. So I, I think that that is another thing that they're handling. If you guys didn't hear about the, um, they have the income based uh, payment plan, which is the one that most people use because it fits into, you know. We got bills to pay. Like, that's all the shit I got to pay. So, but even with the income based, it's still too much. Well, that's because what they, it. they just changed it. To what? So that they changed it so that instead of it being a certain percentage of like whatever your monthly, your discretionary funds or whatever, they made it so that it can't go over a certain percentage like 4%. So the example that they gave, because I was on the, you know, I was on the website, girl, trying to find everything. The example that they gave was somebody, um, let's say their monthly payment with the income base, it gave like what their salary was and Mm -hmm. what their monthly student loan payment was. So let's say their uh, um, monthly payment was, let's say it was like 350. With the way, the new way that they have the new income base program structure, their monthly payment would go from three fifty to like a hundred dollars. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Because so, they, so they've changed it. So they've changed it. Yeah. Okay. I look because you know with that, yeah, sure. I can pay this interest down yeah. with that. But telling me that my and I I calculated this based on what you currently owe you should be paying $950 a month. $950 a month where? Yeah, mine was like that. I need a part-time job just to pay my student loans off? Yeah. No. Ain't no way. You you get... I had a roommate. She paid $50... No, $25 a month for her student loans. I'm not paying She was paying. She was paying. It never defaulted and it didn't fuck up her credit. And at this point, you know, I'm we're being a little sarcastic when we say this is a bad decision because these are decisions that some people have to make because we don't have the luxury of parents paying for us or a trust fund or being able to pay for it ourselves. You know, if you go to a community college, it is, it actually is affordable, but I can't go to a community college because they don't have online learning. Right. You're in Georgia. So I got to go where I'm able to. And this, 
this kind of leads into, you know, when you have to make these decisions with your education, what do you have to do for employment? I have legit worked at so many places that I fucking hated you guys because I don't have a degree. I have been passed up for promotions. I have been passed up for raises. I have been passed up for jobs that where people are like, oh, you have all the experience. And then someone at the top is like, she doesn't have a degree. Don't hire her. But I know how to do the fucking job and I know how to do it fucking well. Right. So I've had to take, I can honestly say this, this job that I have right now, I hate to say this. I have been working since I was 12, 13 years old. 30 fucking years, okay? And this is legit one of the best jobs. I just started at this job, April 2022. It is one of the best jobs I have ever had in my life. Are you fucking kidding me? 30 years. Right, to get to the best job you ever had. And it's not... It's because the culture of corporations are seriously about profit. They don't care about their social responsibility to the people that work at the fucking company. They like, do your job. That's why they come out with the the stupid shit about quiet quitting. Because I tell you that I'm not working more than eight hours a day. I'm not quietly quitting anything. Didn't I? You told me it was a 40-hour work week. Did I not work 40 hours? What? Quiet quitting where? Girl, but that's just like, you know, some places have um, when you take the job, uh, other to do other duties as assigned. Ad hoc, <laughs> ad hoc uh, responsibilities. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you ever, ever read a job description and it says ad hoc anywhere, just know and understand that that means if they tell your ass to go clean the motherfucking toilet, and you, you clean that toilet. <laughs> don't clean the toilet. They can cite you for insubordination because yep. they said ad hoc. Ad hoc literally means any other shit we come up with for you to do this part of your role. Yep. And you know now we have a little bit more freedom as employees of companies to like be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like before we take a job offer, I mean, there's always been room to negotiate, but. Right. There's far more room now than there has been in my 30 years of working for other people because they're like, well, you could be replaced, bitch. Yeah. And I can. But now the the climate that we live in now, especially with this pandemic still going on, you know what, employers, you can be fucking replaced. People aren't scared to leave their jobs anymore right. because, you know, Tamara, when we were growing up, it was our parents would encourage us to get jobs where we could stay at a long amount of time, get a pension and retire from. You know, growing up, IBM, I knew heck of people's parents who worked at IBM or companies like that, IBM, Clorox, Johnson & Johnson, yeah. you know, Coca-Cola, companies where you could work there 20, 30 years. The post office. Right. Worked, right? But there are people who have worked there. I know people who work 
there for 20 years and decide, hey, I want to retire. And these motherfuckers done found a way to keep these people's fucking money. Yeah. They, the, the, whole, money. the whole pension system, after a while, they companies started getting rid of that because they felt like it was too much money they was giving up. So but ask started, how big the bonuses were that they gave right, the, the CEO. CEO. Yeah. Of people. That's These crazy. motherfuckers are getting bonuses. And listen, I understand. Once you get to that level, you can get these bonuses. Like, that is what people aspire to. But when you say that you're giving out too much money, like, to who? Right. Because when you are giving $60,000 bonuses, $120,000 bonuses, there are some companies where CEOs are getting $1.5 million bonuses. Do you know how many people's salary that is? Yeah. But you're saying that you're spending too much money with the li- the people down here. We're giving like they don't they like that's too much. Is exactly. it? The-, the cost of living. When I was in high school, I made a decision. I did not think that I was above working in fast food. I just didn't want to smell like French fry grease. So I said, I want to get a job working in an office or working in retail or working somewhere where I don't smell like vegetable oil. I don't think that's asking too much, right? No, it's not. <laughs> you know, office jobs, you could have got 13 to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Back when I was 18, 19 years old, and you were you were doing pretty well. 13 to 15 dollars an hour that long ago. They are still trying to pay people that and saying that's too much. Let me tell y'all something. With the cost of living the way that it is, the Kroger in my neighborhood has increased all their prices to match what's on Instacart. Why? It's supposed to be cheaper when I go to the store to get my own fucking groceries. Why is a pack of bacon $10? This is not California, nigga. I don't want bacon that bad. Right. I actually went, speaking of employment decisions that people have to make, I went to two different Kroger's on the same day. Their customer service was shut down. Everybody that was in the cashier lines were managers. None of their employees had come into work. Bloop. Done. The power is resting with employees these days. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not working for free. No, I'm not working for pennies. Unfortunately, y'all, me and Tamara didn't really have this experience because yeah. we were at the mercy of our employer. Right. And I mean, the thing is that, like, it's when we talk about employment, like, most of my jobs coming up, like, I didn't work fast food coming up. Like, mm-hmm. I, my mom legit, look, my mom legit got me my first job working at a movie theater. And I worked that bitch till I graduated from college because I could go to the movies for free. So I I had told myself early on, like you said, you didn't want to do fast food. I told yeah. myself early on that I would never take a job where there were no perks. There had to be a certain perk in the job. So when I um when I worked at uh, the movie theater, I got to see free movies. When I worked at um 
when I worked uh, at the record store, I got free concert tickets. I got free CDs. <laughs> when I worked at the bank, I got a free checking account. Like it was something. I always got something. There was something free. Yes. Like, my current job, I got a free degree. Like I don't go anywhere where I don't feel like there are any perks. And I know that sometimes that's like, well, um, jobs don't have perks. I was like, yeah, some jobs do have perks. You just got to figure out what, what the perk is that you want it to be. So like, yes. a- again, I didn't, I didn't have that choice to be like the employees. We can shut this shit down. I, in, in most of my jobs early on, I can say that where I am currently, we definitely had the power and worked it in our favor. So now that we work from home half of the time and the other half we're in the office. And that, yeah. was, and that was because people were just like, yeah, we're not doing it. And everybody just started quitting. So I, I've been able to see it happen, but I've also been on the other end where I could, I was at the mercy of my employer. So. Yeah. And I think too, the bad, what could be considered bad decisions as far as employment goes, it it's like, okay, where was I in life at that point? Because right. my very first two jobs, I worked for my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a house cleaner. So I went with her to clean these rich white people's houses in Berkeley, California and Richmond, the Hills. They were beautiful houses, but I, I felt like a slave. Right. Even though I was getting paid, it still felt real slavish because I was a nigga cleaning white people shit up. It's very demeaning. My second job, I was a, a tax accountant assistant. I did her newsletters for her. I made pretty good money as a kid. 12, 13. I mean, dude, they, sh- they shouldn't have hired me because I was not of age. I didn't, wasn't even old enough to get a work permit. But nevertheless, those were my first two jobs. And then I went on to like work in retail, work in restaurants. But like you, Tamara, there had to be some perks. So when I worked at, I applied at Old Spaghetti Factory because the perk was I got free food. Right. I worked at a deli because I worked at this deli, which is actually still in business. Anybody who went to Berkeley High School or who is from Oakland and spent time in Berkeley knows there's this uh, sandwich. It's like a convenience store, but it's a sandwich shop too called Easy mm. Stop Deli. I worked there because I had to be there from 6.30 to 3.30. It was perfect. I could I could go to school. Like that's right. when I was in college. Um, Old Navy. The perks is fat ass discounts on clothes. Right. You know? So for me... The perk had to had to be worth something. Like when right. I was managing the salon and I got my hair done for free. I didn't have to right. pay for this. You know, that mattered because, uh, you know, a nigga wants to look fly. Whether I had cut all my hair off or I was actually wearing my hair a little longer, there was someone to do my hair. So even when I went back into corporate, and I was working for other companies. I made sure I worked for companies where I could live my life the way that I wanted to. So if I worked 12 hours a day, I could take a two hour lunch break. Right. And this is how I used to get into so much fuckery with he who shall not be named because I had them two hour lunch breaks and we would just be going to do a fuck shit during 
literally fuck shit during my two-hour lunch break. But I, to me, that was a perk, right? Right. If I work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can't ask me what I'm doing between 12 and 2. I'm eating my fucking lunch. Right. I'm eating my fucking lunch. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing is that, like, you are absolutely right about where are you um, at the t- at a certain point. But that, because that makes me think about when um, I worked for the staffing agency and they were going out of business. Well, mm-hmm. they weren't going out of business. Business started to get bad. And so they were eventually just lay- laying people off. And then it got to be my turn to get laid off. And I was still working my retail job. But I took that's when I took the job at the law firm. And they were paying me peanuts. But the perk was they played 100% medical. <laughs> they paid 100% medical. And they gave me a flex spending account with fifteen, with, excuse me, with two thousand dollars in it. I could just do whatever I wanted with. And I got overtime, so yeah, they wasn't paying. They wasn't paying me much, but it worked. Yeah, like you still got to figure out how to take care of yourself, and it was one of the most shocking things of my life, and I I didn't realize this was a perk that I relied on for decades mm-hmm. is having my insurance, my health insurance paid for California. That was standard. They covered it and I didn't have kids for hella long. So I didn't have to pay for dependent care. Um, the dependent side, you know? Right. So the first time that happened where I had to pay, I was like, Oh my God, why is health insurance so fucking much? Because my that was one of the perks. Right. Y'all, I'm not, listen, when you are negotiating, and this is, I'm, I'm trying to tell people this so they don't make the same bad decisions that I've made in the past, negotiate to work your health care into your, your package, what they're hiring you for. Because right now, if my job wasn't paying for my health insurance and my daughter's not playing with y'all a month, it would be like $900. Yeah. No. Can y'all imagine? Yeah. No. $900 for healthcare and giving the United States government $950 for student loans. Yeah. No. Y'all do realize how much money that is, right? Yeah, no, no, no. And no, no. rent, rent in, in where I stay, it's normal for a two-bedroom to be $2,000 or more. Like, really, how much money do you think that I'm making? And I don't even have my bachelor's degree yet. Man, listen. So you make some, you make some, what is considered poor decisions to the outside world looking in because you just, you basically trying to survive. Sometimes you take shitty jobs because that's what's available to you. So I don't, these conversations about money sometimes, Mm -hmm. I don't like to have them with certain people because you can tell that they're speaking from a place of privilege. What looks like a bad decision to you that I'm making, it's probably a decision of necessity, made out of necessity. Right, and and that's the thing is that when you have people that are operating out of survival, you can't mm-hmm. question you. I don't want you to question anybody because that's not you. 
if you're not in, if you're not in survival mode, shut your motherfucking mouth. Just shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, I because what you say doesn't matter at that point. Like if I am operating in the space where this is something I need to do, and you talking about something well, that don't seem like a good decision. What are you gonna pay? Thank you. Are you gonna pay any portion of this rent? My car note. My car insurance, my health insurance, any expenses regarding my child. If you are not, as Tamara just said, shut the fuck up. Yeah. When we talk about finances, because education and employment are directly connected to our finances. Most definitely. You know, we don't know everyone's situation. And even the little bit that we do know about people's situation, like stop counting people's pockets. We don't, we don't want to be socialists, but we don't want to be capitalists. So what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? So a lot of what people do will look like bad decisions if you have the privilege of making better decisions. Exactly. And that's what this entire month of bad decision bears is really about. Like, this one was a little more serious, but... Yeah. These decisions that me and Tamara have made have been out of out of necessity. I, you know, I, I worked for, I'm not, I'm going to give as few details as possible so nobody can figure out what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about that I worked for, but I worked for somebody that paid me, they didn't pay me shit. Okay, and these are black people. I was working for black people. They didn't pay me shit, but they expected the fucking world. I remember I worked 18 hours and I went home and I was like, I'm so fucking tired. And before I could even not, I was in the middle of nodding off. I got I had a pager, a two-way pager. I got a text. I need you to come back in the office. I had just worked 18 hours. No. But I need you to come back in the office. No. Why? Because we got to ride out to Alabama. I'm sleepy. I'm not. If you, listen, if you want me to ride out, you got to come get me. Because I'm tired. I've just worked 18 hours. Bad decision, bear. I went because there was a perk attached to this job that I was trying not to lose. I had a lot of freedom at this job. Like I literally could come and go as I please. I used to close, I used to open and I used to close every day. But during the day, I had freedom to move. So I could go have lunch with one of my roommates down the street. I could go take a nap if I wanted to in the back. I could, there were many a days where I had them two, three hour lunch breaks. I went and had lunch with some of the coworkers at the strip club. That's when Onyx had them $20 steaks. And let me tell you, this is definitely sidebar, but them was some of the best T-bone steaks I've ever had in my life. If you, if you don't do nothing else in life, Try the food at strip clubs. That should be fucking amazing. Okay? Magic City Kitchen. What'd you say? Magic City Kitchen. Yes. 
Magic City has some of the best wings ever, ever. but you would never know because they're in a strip club. Anyway, I digress. I didn't want to lose that job because there was a huge perk attached to it that I wanted really bad at that time. And I'm not going to say it because it was real ratchet what the perk was. But whatever, that's my business. And I can do that, as Tabitha okay, says. Tabitha. My business. <laughs> but I say all that to say, you know, you never know what people are going through. So yeah. even from the outside looking in, just understand your life is not everybody else's life. We out here kind of get it how we live as best as possible. Even I'm not condoning like doing things that will land you in jail, but I do want to be very clear that look at our ghetto ass government. They are literally politicians are doing shit that is illegal and these motherfuckers still ain't in jail. So the next time you try to judge somebody for like the decisions they're making to survive, you just remember where we live. Right. (laughs) We all out here trying to survive. So I'm not going to knock your hustle because I know I done did some things in my life that you know, had I been presented with different uh, circumstances, I probably wouldn't have chose that shit. Right. But yeah, when it comes to education, try to get as much information as you can. I'm grateful that Tamara's in my life because she can help me as I proceed with my education and as my child gets older and whatever Bug decides to do. This motherfucker right here, Tamara, is gonna be part of it because she she will actually save me money. Because <laughs> here's the thing: is that look, and I, I I'm gonna put this out there. Y'all can ask me questions all the time. Like I don't, I don't, I legit. If I can help you save money, help your child get into school and get go for free and don't and come out with no debt. That's the that is the goal is for because there's the thing is that people who are privileged have the option that when their kids graduate from college, they have no they have no burden of debt when they come out of college, which makes their life that much easier. But a lot of us, we swimming in that bitch like I am doing the backstroke in student loan (laughs) because that's just what it is. My parents, you know, didn't have money for me to you know to pay for me to go to college that's just kind of what it is but i feel like part of what my job is for my community is to give people the information that they need if you can't find it i'm gonna help you find it i can give you a little bit of guidance you don't even know the number of phone calls that i've gotten from people's brothers about their nieces and nephews like I get calls all the time or emails like y'all can reach out to me because I feel like a lot of times we as a community are behind the eight ball because nobody is telling us certain things about this financial aid or about higher education just in general, the programs and the different things. It was a lot of things that my parents didn't know when I went to college Mm -hmm. and I see students that I work with on a daily basis that when I tell them things and they look at me like I have a third hit, look, a third arm coming out of my forehead because I have given <laughs> them information that they did not have. So for me, that's a part of my ministry in this life 
is to help people who want to pursue higher education to do it in an affordable fashion. That's just kind of what it is. Yes. So if you learned nothing else in this episode, you learned uh, from our bad decision, quote unquote, our bad decisions in education and employment and so that you can make better decisions. So, you know, we're going to wrap this up, but stay tuned because next week we will have more bad decisions to share with you. Oh, <laughs> we're going to tell you what it is. You just have to tune in. Wait, but they get better, y'all. The bad decisions get yes. way better. It's about to get live. You know, it's we want to ease you, ease you into season two. Yes. Live. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Adios. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. And thanks for listening to Outside Voice Inside.